Welcome to the Good Talent Podcast. It's great to have your company. My name's Tony Nichols. I'm the CEO and founder around here. I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Ian Hammond from Hammer Digital, and we're talking all things marketing. And Ian, marketing, an evil and necessary evil. People think money's greed, think people really are scared of us marketing types, really. We're all about getting people's messages across, building their brands, and obviously helping them make money, right? It's pretty crucial in the business community that you're making money and that you're growing, but we can't get past that old saying that marketing, is it a necessary evil or is it a necessary investment and a necessary journey? Everyone's got to go on, whether you're comfortable with it or not. Yeah, I, I'm not sure whether I agree that it's a, a necessary evil. I think, you know, if you're looking to, if you've got a product, you want to let people know that you've got a product and it's going to help them. So I think that the way that marketing's gone in the last couple of years is it's really about just positioning yourself as a, as a guide and Ultimately, you know, I think bad marketing is when you're trying to convince someone to take a product that you don't want, whereas good marketing is really just showing somebody that, that you've got something that's going to help them or their business or something like that. I think you're so right. I mean, people have got problems that, and there happen to be solutions for those problems, right? And perfect sales or perfect marketing is just solving people's problems and helping them ultimately. You shouldn't feel dirty if it's done right. But unfortunately, Ian, we are in a game where it does feel dirty and people do do it incorrectly, hence the bad rap. Yeah, definitely. But I also think that in terms of being a, a marketing professional and consultant and helping clients, you know, one of the things that I always say to, to my clients is that the quickest way to demonstrating bad marketing is having a really bad product because we can get people to your website or we can get people to, you know, sort of make a call or something like that. But if you actually don't have the product and if you can't walk the walk, pretty quickly someone will say, well, I'm not getting any sales or I'm not getting, you know, it's not converting, it's not converting. And essentially it's not the marketing, it's the, it's the product. Hey, isn't that the case? And I'm learning actually on my journey because you have to be a lifelong learner to be relevant, right? That marketing kind of is everything. It's your culture, it's your people, it's your service delivery. It's absolutely that product. And I guess like a lot of business owners, you get excited about something overnight and all of a sudden you're creating it. But you do need that flexibility, Ian, to change that product or service if it isn't in the right niche, if it isn't solving the problems. I totally agree with that. I think in terms of, and especially sort of moving into the future, being able to adapt, adapt your message, adapt to how people are engaging with your, your digital channels and everything else, it's really important. So I found even with, with websites, you know, a couple of years ago, it might have been the done thing to do that you develop a website, you spend a lot of money on it and you don't touch it. Whereas, you know, it, it's now shown that people who don't touch their website don't get conversions. And the ones who are updating it all the time, who are listening to what their customers want, they're the ones who are constantly getting conversions. Talking about dodgy products and like um, we interview all manner of clients, don't we? I'm, uh, <laughs> that's the case, right? Because, uh, I mean, you're talking to all manner of people and it's a, as, as much as you're being assessed as a marketer, you're interviewing these people as well. Like, what have you got? What are you going to be like to work with? And I'll never forget one, Ian, that came across our desk. It's in the, in the climate change theme. You know, the world's on fire, the world's flooding, right? So this entrepreneur has come up with uh, waterproof bags. So in times of flood, you can get these bags in all sorts of sizes. So if you're getting evacuated out of Coffs Harbour, let's say, because the place is underwater, again, you've got ready for this and you've got all of your valuables in these huge waterproof bags. You can float out in, in pure safety. The problem was with this entrepreneur, he wanted his branding all over it. 
He wanted his marketing all over it. So he kind of wanted to turn a flood catastrophe complete with deaths and all the sadness, drama and tragedy into a marketing exercise for him. And to talk him out of that was kind of impossible. At that moment, I knew I couldn't partner with him. But I think it's a great example of someone being way off track with their marketing. Yeah, potentially, or, you know, maybe he should consider um, Instagram or something like that to try and, you know, sort of make the instant sale or get him targeting up in Linsmore when it's flooding or something like that. Probably a bit too soon. Can you recall anyone? I'm asking you to throw people under the bus here. I've had a couple of shockers. Um, but I think in terms of as I've gotten older and possibly not wiser but uglier, uh, in terms of it's now it's now a, a requirement that we have that we, we need to make sure that we believe in what the client's doing. Just because we have had a couple of, and I mentioned it before, in terms of a couple of instances where, you know, if you follow the same process, you should get the results that you're going after. And what we found is that we were getting traffic, we were doing, you know, we we're getting engagement and under normal circumstances, it should have resulted in, in conversions. And ultimately the product just really wasn't good enough. And, you know, in terms of we've had some guys who have, come to us and they've probably put the cart before the horse and their product hasn't been refined or, or even ready for market and they wanted to do all their marketing and it's a bit like, well, what problem are you solving? What's your USP? How are you meeting customer needs and whatnot? And it just wasn't doing it, which meant that it just wasn't really worth working with people like that. It's a great theme that we're on here. So product development is the core of any future marketing you're about to do. You've got to get that product right. Uh, I recall, and I'll conclude with uh, COVID's, you know, closing the world down. We're all in all sorts of shock, awe, and fear about our futures. We had someone approach us with um, disease was a problem, right? Touching services was a problem. So some sort of door jam. It was like a if you can visualize the bottom of your door. So you're walking up to the door. You're not going to put your hand on the handle. You're going to use some sort of foot apparatus to flick that door open. So these guys came up with this overnight, and it's simple to make. And in their mind, it was going to protect the world, create jobs and protect the whole country. And off we were potentially as the marketers to get the word out there. And of course, it was going to get crazy press and never sales were going to boom. We saw a problem with that product. We didn't think it was necessarily going to meet the demand or solve any problems. So we didn't proceed. And I guess in the moments I make those decisions, I'm pleased not to see the thing work, right? I'm validated. I didn't get it right. When uh, at the height of COVID, we had a company come to us with ventilator machines because they were saying, hey, ventilation's the key to this. Airflow's the key to this. Open the doors, open the windows. This is way before anyone else was saying it. It's really simple. We think we can stop COVID with a 99.9% accuracy if you just have these fans in the corner of the room. And we thought, what a joke. That's not going to work. We withdrew, but I was wrong there. Uh, That actually did work and became a big product. All right. What was your thought process? I was not comfortable with the, um, the values of the company that came to me. Yeah, okay. So there's something else we assess, right? So you are your values ultimately. Yeah. So their values for me wasn't in alignment with mine. But then the product, no one was talking ventilation. So it wasn't verified to me that ventilation, this is one of the keys to stopping COVID. So I didn't see the data, didn't like the values I was out. So I'm right on the values decision but I was wrong in, in predicting the data. It's hard though, because in terms of, especially in, in the space that I sort of specialize in with digital marketing, their success may not have been necessarily attributed to 
you know, sort of digital. You know, they may have got a government contract, they may have, you know, an RFP or something like that, which completely changes things. So in terms of in, in our space, it's really about we try and be measurable and attributable, but for some things it's just not. So, you know, one of the examples I have, we work with a drinks company and they have, you know, almost a two-pronged approach and that, you know, we have pretty good visibility over what their online store's doing and what their direct uh, distributors are doing through the website. We have no visibility over, you know, the impact on what we're doing in supermarkets and, you know, the older style distribution networks as well. So in terms of it doesn't matter what we're doing because ultimately the biggest bang for buck for that company comes in if we get like a, a new contract with one of the supermarkets or something like that. So it's almost that thing. It's like, well, marketing's one thing, but then sort of the, the digital marketing side of things is sometimes a little bit, a little bit short-sighted. Yeah, it's part of a bigger ecosystem, clearly. Well, I'm not sure if we agreed or solved that marketing. Is it a necessary evil? But I think we both concur. You've got to jump in and get yourself out there. And I think that's probably the thing is that you need, if you have a product that you want to be, you want to be pushing, if you want to grow it, you know, if you want to grow it at scale and, and do it organically, passively, marketing is definitely something you should look at because there's only so many people that you can physically talk to and networks that you can, you can tap on. We'll agree to... Disagree? No, we, I mean, we agree to we're agree, kind of, right? We're kind of yeah, agreeing. We're, we're, we're kind of we're agreeing. Close. I mean, you're co-hosting. Stick around for Ian Hammond He's with Hammond Digital joining us for the next few podcasts on marketing. So great to have your company. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Tony. If you're inspired to increase your profile and strengthen your brand, a Good Talent Media story creation meeting could be a great place to start. You'll meet some of our key team members and do a deep dive into your brand's possibilities. We'll give you tools and strategies to implement straight away. Email info at goodtalent.com.au with the title Story Creation to get yours today.